Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. Welcome to life. I like it. <clears throat> As said, welcome to life. We welcome are here. <laughs> welcome to Monday morning. Diana, how are you? I'm doing good. Good. Me too. Well, as you can see, we're talking about life this week, and that's our new series. And uh, before we get started, you know, here's the cool thing. This is the one thing I can, I can, without a shadow of a doubt, say, and I don't think there's any disputing it, that every one of you can share this because anyone who follows you on any platform that we are on right now live is living life. <laughs> They're experiencing life. They're in this life. They struggle with life. There's ups in life, there's downs in life, and <clears throat> and I, can I say this, even though we have a game here, right, and this series is kind of branded around this uh, board game, the game of life, how many know that it's not a game, right? It's a real deal, and um, so we're going to get into this this week. Got this game here, you bought this, it's pretty cool, huh? I was hoping we'd have time to play it. Her and I. She just wanted to know. She, you just you, the competitive nature in you is. I am I, competitive. Coming out. I personally think we should have a game changer crew life game and record it and live stream it and see who ultimately wins. I'm I'm, I'm a game fiend, so I think I might win. The amount I'm of competitiveness just between Dave, Diana, and Ashton and Matthias will probably be oh, hilarious. Matthias is really competitive. Meanwhile, Ezra and I, meanwhile, Ezra and I are just like sitting in the back, like, "Yo, are the camera's good. Are we getting all this." <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. We'll do that. But don't we wish sometimes in life we could uh, pass go? That's Monopoly, baby. I know. <laughs> I'm still talking about games. Oh, okay. <laughs> go ahead. Pass go. You messed it. Don't you, you wish we could pass go? Yeah, and go right to the good stuff. We want to bypass um, some of the things that we experience, but those things define us and they make us, especially when we are connected to the Lord and community within our, you know, our church or you know, people that have are like-minded with us. So I think that um, when we look at the whole game, right, even in a game of life and a game of monopoly, whatever game it is, when we look back, we can go, all of those things worked out for my good. And that's actually a promise of God. So when we're in it, you know, and we, you know, sometimes we feel like we go directly to what? Trapped in transition, jail. We feel like we're there. When we look back, there will be a time you'll look back and go, God, that was for my good. So, Amen. So looking at this game, before we get in, we're going to talk a little bit about, today we're going to talk about living the abundant life. Amen. But before we do, let's look at some things with this game that, thank God, you know, really aren't a reality, you know? Um, well, it's been a long time since I've been. Let me have to say this. Me and Ezra talked about this. This is the first time I bought a life game in a long time, but it used to come in a box that was like this thick. And I was like, what did they take out of this game that made it this thin now? Because the box used to be like one of the thicker game boxes. They're trying to save some money, man. I guess so. <laughs> Just it, it like everything cool. else. What's cool is that, you know, um, getting off games really quick is like you could buy a lot of those retro, like even before my time. Like, you know, I'm not talking about Monopoly like when I was a kid, but like Monopoly, like original. And it's like really cool, the the artwork. And I have one in my office called, the, be, be completely honest with you, I don't think I've ever heard of at all. It's called like Farm something. And uh, it was old, it's about to fall apart, but it just, I'm a sucker for like antiques and things like that. But yeah, you're right, it was thicker. But let's look at a couple things on this box that 
fly in the face of a believer, you know, number one. And honestly, <clears throat> we think we would want it one way. We think we would want it this way, but really the reality is you and I, you and I wouldn't last very long if it were your life, your way. That's, the, that's what the world says, right? I mean, that's the tagline here, right? Your life, your way. And as a believer doing your life, first of all, viewing it as your life and doing it your way is going to get you probably in that jail <laughs> that, that's on Monopoly. But the reality is it's going to get you bankrupt. It's going to get you in trouble. It's going to get you, you know, it's going to, it's going to get you in a, in a lot of issues. And let me tell you something, the way, David, how do you know that? Well, because, because I've done it <clears throat> and I've tried to do it. But so looking at this, you know, um, there's a lot of things here and we're going to get into our lesson as well. But, you know, looking at this too, you Monopoly and a lot of games have dice. And I opened this up um, because I couldn't remember if this game had dice or not, but it doesn't. And I'm, you, maybe you know exactly what it has. Maybe you remember, but if you see that wheel there, you know, sometimes aren't you glad that it's not just a game of chance? You know, it's not, it's not just the luck of the draw or the roll of the dice. And I think a lot of times, you know, we view it that way, you know, or the society views it that way. It's like what hand, you know, what, what, you know, what, what hand were you dealt? You know, what, um, you know, hey, listen, it's just a roll of a dice. And hey, man, you got lucky, you know, man, let me tell you something. You know, I, I wish, I wish I were born, you know, under the same conditions that that person was born under. I wish I had the same privilege that that person had or the same opportunities that it seems like that person was given. And, <clears throat> you know, in life is just not that way. And, uh, you know, we look at, you know, when this is all said and done and you, we can, you know, when it's all said and done, there's going to be, there's going to be a victor, right? And he's already the victor, but he's going to be standing and it's going to be Jesus. And so the one who is the name above all names, the one with the ultimate pedigree, I mean, he was, he was man and he was God. He was the son of God, Right. And he had to go through ups and downs and challenges in life. So, you know, I, you know, but here's the deal. He's also the one that said, hey, I've come to give you life and life more abundant. So we're going to talk about that, that, that. You don't have to, you don't have to, listen, you don't have to, you don't have to rely on chance. This isn't a wheel of fortune, right? This isn't like, I hope I land on a good number. You know, I hope I don't land on, you know, uh, you know, land on going to jail or I hope I don't land on, you know, listen, is bankrupt. You know what I mean? And, and I hope I don't land on, you know, the wrong one that slides me down. You know, I know I'm talking about Candyland and Monopoly and, and all of these games can have combined. But it's, but it's not our life and it's not our way. Amen? You said interesting what? I mean, I am kind of, I mix all those games together. <laughs> you were like one giant game. <laughs> Forgot awesome. shoots and ladders in there. Shoots and ladders. Yeah, that's a good one. Candyland. All of those. You know, I, I, that's so true. Um, you know, life isn't um, by chance. It's um, planned out, you know, before in Jeremiah 29, 11, It's a verse everyone always talks about. For I know the plans I have for you. The Lord had a plan for you even before you were in your mother's womb. And we forget that sometimes. Um, and it's not where, what we're born into, right? So, um, you know, it's what we make of. And it's about our choices. And just like in game, we have choices and we have forks in the road of life. And so that's why it's really, really important to stay connected to. And we talked about that word transition is often a connection from where we're at to where we're headed. So it's why it's really important to be connected to things 
things that are going to guide you and lead you and challenge you in the things of God and the words of God so that when you're in a place that you are, you know, are making decisions or choices, what do I do next? Do I roll the dice? Do I spin the wheel? You know, what is the next step? Staying connected is what helps us make those choices because when we walk in the way of the Lord, right, the path that He has planned for us, that's where we see we find abundant life. And that's not always about um, natural blessings or, you know, material things, abundant, like that your soul prospers, your heart is free, your, your, your mind is fixed on the things of God, and that you can find peace and joy in spite of the challenges and the things that you're facing. And that's what abundant life that you know that, hey, I may not have it all together because we don't always have it together, even though we want to act like we do. And we have an Instagram live and a Facebook post, and it looks like everything's going really, really well, but inside we're broken. God God desires us to have an abundant life that our soul prospers and that the inside, that what we are in the inside also comes out. So um, I think that's a, that's a good way to start it is that, you know, abundant life. Yeah. So, so let's dive into life and we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to go different directions this week and it's going to be a good series, but let's talk, let's talk about living the abundant life. And, you know, Diana mentioned it a minute ago, but John 10, 10, you know, says um, that, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And so can we just can we just go ahead and can we just go ahead and accept it? This is this is the word of God, right? This isn't the word of David. This isn't the word of Diana. This is not something that we're this sounds good. This isn't a motivational speech. John 10 10 says that Jesus came that you and I might have a life and have it more abundantly. So he wants us to fulfill our God-given purpose, right? And um, he, he wants us to walk out the dreams that he's placed in your heart. You know, we often f- uh, reference the scripture in Hebrews 12 that says he's the author and the finisher. And so keep in mind that he put it in you. He put this, this life, this abundant life on the inside of you. He, he put this dream of life. You know, I'm holding up the little bag of, 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 of kids, you know what I'm saying? He put, he put the dream of children in you, you know, in here there's some there's some cars, you know. I'm not really sure what type of cars, but there's a pink one, a blue one, a green one, a yellow. And and he put the abundant life, you know, in you, where you know he wants he wants your dreams to come true as well. And so I think this many Christians today are focused on what happens after we leave the earth. And let me just tell you, we need to we need to make sure that that's the priority because the reality is this life is fleeting. But but here's the deal, Jesus. And I said this before, and said said it often that if he if he didn't want us to accomplish abundant life on this earth, then once you received him, then he would just take you. <clears throat> he would just take you. I mean, it would just. He's not trying to trick you. He's not trying to to trap you. So the reality is, if you become a Christian, and and all it is, it's only about eternity. It's not about you know living an abundant life and ministering to people and showing them the love of Christ to draw them to Him, because that's how this plan works of salvation. Then then He would just take us, right? But so Christians are focused so much on what happens when I leave the earth. I became a Christian so my sins will become forgiven, so I can go to heaven when I die. That's true. But if you're a Christian, you will go to heaven. Right, but God also wants to affect your life right now, and that's why the script. I mean, that, read the Word of God, read the Scripture, re, read the read the patterns and lives of of you know the people that He spoke about in parables, and you know, I mean, it's about life. It's life applicable, and so um, you know, other Christians on the on the flip side have distorted, you know, uh, have a distorted view of success. 
You know, it, you know, historically it's been the case with, you know, with the church, poverty was glorified. And we're not just talking about money here, but keep, please understand this. We're not just talking about dollars in your pocket. But, but, but the reality is we're talking about freedom to do what God's called you to do and to be the example that God's called you to be. And if you're constantly worried your entire life, I'm just going to say this really quick and get it out in the open because I don't want to go back and forth about like, you know, because look, here's the deal. The root of evil is money. The lust, right, is the root of evil, the, the, the lust of money. But money answers all things. And so, and then let's get way beyond money because it's, it's not just about money. So much more than that. But success in general, if you're worried and stressed and, and, and completely in poverty in every aspect of your life, you're not going to be any good for anyone else because you're going to be so worried and consumed with what you have to do to survive. So, you know, that the church viewed that success and ambition were evil. However, the scriptures never glorified poverty. Poverty. Instead, the Bible refers to poverty, poverty, whether it's spiritual, emotional, relational, or financial. That's right. Financial. I, I made it last there. There's there's spiritual poverty. How many of you? How many of you have ever been bankrupt spiritually? I have. There's emotional poverty. Some of us. Some of us. You know, struggle in the emotional area. There's relational poverty. There's financial poverty. The, the Bible refers to all of that as a curse and tells us the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Proverbs, uh, Proverbs, <laughs> Proverbs, Proverbs 10, 22. And that's what it's speaking on. It's speaking on overall, right? Rich is overall prosperity, overall emotional, spiritual, relational, financial health. Amen. That's our word for our pastor in our church this year, by the way. And, uh, but anyway, so what do you think about that? I mean, you get the church that views, sometimes they view it as like, you know, the church, the church can't have ambition and it can't have, you know, it, it can't try to become successful in any way, shape or form. And then there's a skewed side as well. So what do you guys say about that? I think, um, <clears throat> you know, that there was a real divide in our life at that at, at earlier years where you had a, a calling and a gifting and, um, there was this divide, can I be successful in business and still serve God in ministry? And there was, um, the Lord, you know, we had an encounter with someone and the Lord, um, used this person to speak saying, Hey, it's okay. And the fact of the matter is resources, money, um, allows the, the ministry to continue on, you know, and I'm thinking about, for instance, this, this, uh, past Christmas, we, um, took a, a toy drive here at the office for foster children, right? So it took money to buy the toys to give to those. So I think it's really important, but I think it's always about no matter what it is in life, it's balance, finding that balance and not letting, um, you know, your, what you're attaining here be the forefront and take over, you know, what your priorities are. And I think that it really comes down to, especially as we are coming in or, you know, we've already started the new year of having some priorities and non-negotiables in your life that, you know, no matter what happens, if I, you know, make money in the stock market or, you know, I get this promotion or whatever, or, or I lose my job or whatever, that there's some non-negotiables in your life that you stay true to no matter what comes. And when you start to sway from those non-negotiables, you go back and reevaluate them and say, okay, are these still feasible? And I think one of them is a non-negotiable is that you have to spend time with God. The only way you know him is to spend time with him and, and I'm going to use that in, the, in, a, in a sense of relationships. You can occupy space with your children in your home or your spouse 
um, your mom or your dad. You can occupy space, right? You both can dwell, all of you can dwell in the same home, but without relationship, without communication, without talking to one another, will you really know each other, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's the same thing with our relationship with Lord. If we're really not spending time with Him, do we know Him and will we hear His voice? Yeah. Yeah, I'm holding up. I'm holding up for those of you that are listening on uh, audio. You know, we did, I just pulled out. I pulled out the almighty dollar, right, out of the uh, life box. And this is what everybody equates to success. Everybody equates the, you know, successful life and I'm holding this money up, right? The game of life here is centered around money. The game of monopoly here is centered around money. And listen, I'll say this. um, It's not wrong. It's skewed. It's not wrong because the Bible says that money answers all things. And you try to have kids successfully and grow and, you know, do things without you know, without having a living, then you'll find out how important that is. You try having a mortgage without making a living. You try, you try giving in, in, in being in, uh, you know, a, a blessing to others without having money and you'll find it out, but it's skewed. And so let's look at a success philosophy, you know, um, in this life. And, and so to, to live this blessed, right, abundant life, I, I think it starts with having the right attitude, in the right beliefs. So you could call it having a philosophy of success. I mean, that's, let's look at God, I want God's philosophy, right, of success. So he outlines this in the, in the you know, the basics of this philosophy to Joshua. And when he says this in Joshua 1.8, he says, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have a good success. And so if you look at it really quick there, the outcome of this philosophy, let's just go to the end result. The end result is, you know, a blessed family, a blessed career, a blessed, you know, blessed whatever that looks like financially, where there's some freedom and there's some, the noose is not, so to speak, around around your neck. The the walls are not closing in. There's success in your relationships. There's success in your health. There's success in your spiritual life. Those are the end results. He says it. He says your way will be prosperous. I mean, what does that mean? Your way, your way, your life right, will become prosperous. That's what he's talking about. Your, your life will be prosperous and you'll have good success. That's the word of God, but that's the end result. But if you go back and you go, how do I keep it in balance? How do I not make it about this, right? How do I not make it about these? I'm holding up money. I'm holding up kids. I'm holding up the cars. How do I not make it about this, right? How do I not, how do I not depend on it being just the luck of the draw? How do I not make it the spin that's going to be the good? And here's the deal. It says that the book of the law, shall not depart from your mouth. You meditate on it day and night that you observe to do according to all this written in it. When you keep the word of God, God's word in front of you and you live your life by that and you do your best, then here's the deal. You can't, you can't get out of bounds when you're playing by the rules, his rules. So I, mean, I think this, many people are waiting for God to make them prosper, but notice in this scripture I just read that God wants you to make your way prosperous. I'm going to say that again. You're you're waiting on God to make you prosper, but in that scripture I just read, he wants you to make your way prosperous. And if you have the philosophy that, you know, whatever's going to be is going to be, whatever whatever God wants me to have is what I'll have, then 
you'll not do anything to work towards success. And if that's your attitude and those are your beliefs, and you're going to end up with less than God's best. Because the reality is it takes something on our part. It's not just it's not just a genie lamp. It's not just a, you know, let me just sit here and wait on God and just, you know, find out every single day, you know, what what I need to do, if I need to do anything. And that's different than than praying and asking for God's direction and believing and, and, and leaning on him. He set things in his word. And so I just think that the, I think that sometimes we miss it because he's already put it in his word. I mean, let me ask you this. Do we, do we question on how we should be saved? Do, do we question that? No, because his word is there. So when, you know, you go, how, how do I, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I've been really feeling like God's drawing me to this church or this pastor, you know, hey, hey, can I talk to you for a second? What do I do? I mean, I feel like I need to be a Christian. And what do they do? They don't go, well, I mean, just, you know, wake up and see, see, see what God tells you to do today. No, they go, hey, listen, this is what God put in his word, right? This is the path to take. So here, repeat this after me. Pray this in your heart. Confess in your, your, you know, with your mouth. Believe in your heart and you'll be saved. And it, it, there's a pattern for that. There's a pattern for success as well in all aspects. What do you think? That's good. Um, the scripture that you have, there, have up there, and that's one of the ones I was looking up, and I, I didn't notice it was on the screen, but um, uh, John 3... Third John. Third John. <laughs> Third John in the sec- second chapter doesn't actually give the scripture. I should have looked it up. But beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. I mean, that's a good scripture to hold on to. That yeah, I pray that you may prosper in all things. All is all. There's nothing left mm-hmm. to the unknown. The you know, it's all everything complete wholeness. So that you would be prosper in all things and be in health, which is interesting, just as your soul prospers. He's talking about all things, and he's talking about your health, just like your soul prospers. Like, there's nothing left. What else is in between? All health, soul. Yeah. There's nothing else left. So I thought that was kind of a, that's a good scripture, and we forget that. And, um, you know, God wants us to succeed in life. You know, he wants our families to prosper. You know, he wants you to be prosperous in your in your mind, in your relationships, your body, your health, in your finances. He wants you to prosper in all things, but what are you doing, right? For instance, in your body, if you eat, um, you know, Snickers and drink Diet Coke every meal, your body is probably not going to be in good health. So I think he also calls us to be good stewards of the things that are in our hands, right? We have to be good stewards with our time. We have to be good stewards with our family. We have to be real good stewards of our, our relationships and our friendships, good stewards, you know, with our, you know, our families. Um, and so I think we forget that. Again, that comes back down to balance. We have to be good steward. We can't forsake our family and expect us to expect to have a healthy family, right? We can't pour <clears throat> our energy into something else, whether it's career, Career, you know, your finances, ministry, because we can get that out of balance too. You can't devote yourself and pour all of yourself into that. Come home, have nothing left, not so seed into your family, not so seed into your relationships, and expect to reap the benefits of someone that's sown in and taken the time. So it's about finding that balance, the healthy balances, and stewarding those things. And I think that goes back down to, and you'll hear me say it a lot creating some non-negotiables, whatever those are. It's, you know, it's not probably feasible in today's world with, you know, most um, households being dual income families. It's probably not 
possible, I guess, to spend an hour a day sitting on the couch, drinking tea with your spouse and, you know, talking about your day, right? It's probably not feasible to do that every single day. It's probably not feasible if you have kids that are, you know, involved in sports or after school programs or, you know, different things that they're doing, piano lessons, dance lessons, soccer practices, whatever. It's probably not feasible to be able to sit in your living room every night for an hour and they have homework every night for an hour and talk to them and kind of see where they're at and pour into them. But it is feasible to pencil out a time, you know, every week, no matter what. There was one thing in our household when our kids were younger, and I think at least three nights a week, we were all at the dinner table together. And we laughed and we joked and were crazy. But I think when I look back, I'm so glad that we created those disciplines that when they were younger, that was a time that we were able to be ourselves and love one another share a good meal and kind of get the pulse of where everybody was at. So pencil in appointments with those things, get non-negotiables. Like no matter what happens once a week, we're going to do this or, you know, twice a month, whatever it is, you know, whether it's, you know, finding out your budgets, whether it's spending time with it and pouring into your relationships, whatever it is, put out some priorities for yourself this year. And, and how are you going to do them? You're not going to get healthy. If you keep eating Snickers and drinking diet Coke, you're not going to get healthy relationships. If you don't dedicate time into sewing in and loving on them. So what is it that you're trying to accomplish and how are you going to do that? Amen. And we're going to, this will be all week, all week. And, um, so, you know, hopefully you can see this off the bat. We're going to talk a little bit about some things that, some actionable things tomorrow, tomorrow where we can, um, I think we can work towards, right, this abundant life. And we're going to stay on that for a couple of days as we're talking about the series life. If you know someone that needs to hear this, which I think anybody, anybody does, I mean, make sure you tell them about it and uh, subscribe to our podcast as well. But can I just say this, summing it up today, God wants us to prosper and he wants to to succeed in life. You know, Diana mentioned it in Third John, um, two. You know, he wants us to prosper. He wants us to succeed in life. So he wants you to prosper in your family. He wants you to prosper in your mind. He wants you to prosper in your relationships. He wants you to prosper in your body. He wants you to prosper in your health. He wants you to prosper in your finances. He wants you to prosper in all things. And and so, can I just say this as we wrap it up today? If your soul does not prosper, you will not have prosperity in the other areas of your life. And say that again, if your soul does not prosper, then you won't have prosperity in the other areas of your life. And and so it starts with it starts with our soul. So our soul needs to prosper. Our soul needs to prosper. When our soul prospers, everything else, right, is 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 going to go out from there. So does your is your soul prospering this morning? I mean, that's the first step let's, to this abundant life. Let's get our souls in the right place. And, and uh, if, if not, it can't happen. And it can't happen apart from a rich connection, right, to God and to his word. So we'll take, you know, we'll take a closer look at, into this and, and really get into uh, God's word tomorrow as we continue on this series. Maybe you guys have some stories you could put in the comments or um, about a, a game. Maybe you played life or maybe, you, maybe you're really good at it. Maybe you're really competitive. We'd love to hear your stories on it. And uh, what do you think? Day one. Thank you all for tuning in today. We hope you guys are enjoying the start to this series called Life. Really quick, I want to run down a couple of things before we head out for the day. Uh, We have a daily encouragement text that goes out every single morning that you can opt into for free. You can text the letters EZGC to 813 522 
3356. If you are a part of our live audience on YouTube and or Facebook Live, we always appreciate you guys being with us live when we do these episodes. But if for any odd reason you guys cannot make it to the live streams, you can always keep up with us in two ways. Number one, go to YouTube, search Game Changer Podcast Live. Hit the subscribe button on our page and the bell because you'll get notified when we upload the episodes every single day. If you prefer, we also have the audio version of these podcasts available on every major podcasting platform, the biggest being Apple Podcasts. But whichever one you use, make sure that you subscribe to us on that. If you're listening to this episode or watching this episode on replay, you guys can always join us live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8.30 a.m. EST on Facebook or YouTube Live. Just search Game Changer Podcast Live and we will show up in your feed. Follow us on Instagram. We post short bite-sized clips of podcast episodes, phone wallpapers, shareable graphics of quotes from the show, and much, much more. Make sure that you guys find us on Instagram, and you can also find David's page on Facebook, and make sure that you guys follow us so that you guys can also get some encouragement throughout the day and keep up with us as we announce different things. But thank you all for tuning in. We hope you guys have enjoyed this show today. We hope you guys are enjoying the start to this series. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning, bright and early at 8.30 a.m. EST. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.